So welcome to Thrive As I Am. This is episode four and we are going to be talking about the power of feminine energy today. I am one of your hosts, Alicia, and I am here with my beautiful co-hosts, Kat and Lo. And yeah, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. But how are you ladies doing today? Good. Doing I'm doing good. good. Great, great, great. Thank you and yourself. I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready to have this conversation because I think it's so interesting. As you guys know, y'all know me very well. Y'all know I'm somewhat obsessed with this uh, topic and concept. But to just get into it, let's start by defining what feminine energy is. And I feel like there's a countless number of ways to define and interpret exactly what feminine energy is, but to be a little bit more textbook and technical about it, um, divine feminine energy is a spiritual and cultural concept, and it embodies qualities like intuition, empathy, nurturing, creativity. Um, Feminine energy is really all about softness and receptivity, your intuition, and your flow. Um, it really doesn't, it's not something that's limited to gender, like men and women have feminine energy and, um, we actually have both feminine and masculine energy. And I think a bigger part of this conversation is, is not necessarily how to just be super feminine or, or that that's the goal to be super feminine and to lead from that all the time but really just knowing how to balance those masculine and feminine energies but again feminine energy is really all about being compassionate being kind being empathetic being patient emotional it's a very fluid and free energy and it's about just like being so I wanted to um kind of start the conversation with my particular origins and my process with discovering like where my feminine energy lies and just the awareness of it all so I realized that I went through the majority of my life like not being aware of it and when I really started to unpack you know, a lot of things, going through therapy recently and just unpacking things, I realized that, you know, myself, along with a lot of other Black women, and you guys can speak to this in a moment, but we are kind of raised to be more masculine as Black women, I think. Would you guys agree with that? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't say raised. I feel like we we are we we just have to be that way. Um, but go ahead, continue, continue before I chime in. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so yeah, just my own personal experience, and I think you guys had similar experiences, but you know, you guys can speak to that. But I grew up in a single parent household, just my mother, and I didn't grow up around any men. So we kind of just by default of our, um, our situation, we had to not only like be 
masculine. Well, we had to be masculine because that was like our survival. We basically had to be masculine to survive. So we had this theme in our household, girl power. My mom was so cool for that. And it, it carried, that theme carried on throughout my life. But as I got older, I realized um, I'm doing things the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm doing things the hard way. Like, what is what are y'all thoughts on the whole concept of the strong Black woman? Um, I think it's toxic. I think it's de- definitely dangerous because that is the reason why we are treated a certain way in in medicine and in hospitals and things like that. I feel like we are strong just because of, you know, how the things that we have to deal with, but I don't think that that means we are physically strong and masculine like men. Like they like to think as black women almost like equivalent to men and it's not um I feel like that could be pretty toxic. A toxic idea. For sure. I agree. What about you, Kat? I agree too. I feel like the the masculine part of it comes with us not being safe. Mm-hmm. Like if we were in a predicament where we felt safe, then we can be more feminine. And but we're not. We're not safe anywhere we go. Just like Lo said, we have to be. We're, we black women are equivalent to a, not even a black man or a white man. We're just equivalent to a man. Period. If any man can do it, a black woman should be able to do it. And that's just how we're portrayed. But it also goes back to safety and security. And Yeah. Because when you think about it, who really protects black women? Black men be, I'm not going to say for the most part, but they're, they're not typically known to really put their neck out or stand up for black women like that or even date black women like that. Um, of course, white men aren't, aren't going to protect us and then white women aren't going to protect us. And so it's kind of like we can only protect ourselves and or each, each other if we even have that kind of group or community to lean into. So it's not very common for black women to be protected by anyone Anybody but themselves. Yeah. Right. We have to be our own protectors, which is ultimately the essence of that masculine energy. So. masculine energy is often associated with like strength assertiveness aggression protection and you know I learned a lot of those things from my mother um because she had to display a lot of that raising us do you guys feel like you had an example of us a feminine a highly feminine black woman personally in your life growing up um, I think my mom is pretty feminine, but she's also masculine at the same time. Like she has a weird dynamic of like she's super feminine and girly. Well, now maybe not more so in the past, but um, but she's also very. Um, I wouldn't even like to call it masculine, but she's very like strong, um, strong in ways, <laughs> and is that and that just means is getting shit done. And I hate to even call that like a masculine trait, but she gets things done and she's very um I don't know I, I would say bossy I don't even I don't even know if that's a thing but yeah so you would say your mother was well balanced with her masculine offense so that was your example you felt I don't like even I don't again. I don't think I don't think she was balanced because I don't think um she got the opportunity 
to tap into her like true feminine state because she wasn't able to let her guard down as far as like having a man that was going to allow her to be in a like really soft and feminine space but naturally like you know how she decorated the house and just how she nurtured and cared for us Mm -hmm. as far as making sure we were always taken care of like she was feminine that way but then she was masculine in other ways so um it was up and down it was like extremes (laughs) it was extremes what about you Kat do you feel like there was anybody in your life that really was a great display of like the ultimate you know feminine woman was there anybody that you can think of from your upbringing that kind of showed you an example of that no my family is mostly women and all of my mother like all of her sisters they were all raised by her father they had a military father one brother so they were brought up to be you know to take care they were brought up survival mode mm-hmm yeah that's so unfortunate so would you ladies say would you say if you had to whether because we both have we have both energies right masculine and feminine so if you had to say percentage wise (laughs) (laughs) what percentage would you say represents you like how much percent masculine how much feminine I would definitely say probably 90% of me is more masculine. (laughs) Um, There was a point, and I say this all the time, I wanted to be a housewife for the rest of my life. That's something that I wanted to be because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to always be like that feminine girl. You know, they have no worries and just be taken care of, but it just didn't work out for me. I just didn't trust people and it just was never a safe space for me to be feminine. So I always had to have play that masculine role to survive. Mm, okay. So that 10%, like, where do you express that 10%? Like, how does that come out for you? Probably when I'm going out and, you know, I get myself all dolled up and put on some nice clothes and just live in my moment for me. That's my 10% right there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Tracy, what about you? What would you say is your Mm -hmm. percentage? (laughs) What percentage masculine and feminine would you say? So, um, I would probably say, I don't know. I'm kind of torn because I have, I have my masculine moments and I think I'm, I'm, I can be very much a tomboy, but I think recently I'm more balanced. I think I'm more 50-50 now. I think in the past I used to be more 60-40, where it's like 60% masculine and 40% feminine. But I think um, as I'm getting older, I am definitely more feminine than I used to be. So I I think I'm pretty balanced with my masculine and feminine um, energies. What, What is bringing that, what is bringing the balance? Um, I think for me, the balance is realizing that I can be soft and vulnerable and before I didn't want to be and I can express myself. Um, before I was not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really express myself like in terms when it came to like love and, and just expressing myself in general. 
Um, so now that I'm tapping more into that and tapping more into self-care and then tapping more into intuition, I'm starting to trust myself more, my feminine energy, my feminine intuition, if you will. And, um, and, and also just not being on the defense is, is, cause I used to be, I mean, maybe Lisey knows, but I used to be kind of more so aggressive in the past and more of a hothead. And I think that was like a masculine, um, you know, energy and masculine and destructive like trait, um, especially for as a woman. But um, so I think I'm, I've, I've leveled out nicely, I believe. Okay, I can agree with that. You, you seem to be pretty balanced overall. I, I can agree with that. Um, I think I'm kind of teeter tottering between a 35 and 40 percent femininity, <laughs> femininity space. Um, <clears throat> definitely, I've come a long way because I think probably I was kind of like Katara, you know, would identify as mostly, you know, leading from that um, masculine, feminine energy, masculine energy space. But I think for me, I'm starting to learn how and when I'm going to let which one be more dominant. So over the course of a day, I could literally float in and out of different, like, what is dominating is what I'm saying. So that morning, I'm just going to give you guys an example. So if I wake up, let's say I wake up with my man in the morning and I'm having that moment you know, with my man and, you know, I need to be all soft and feminine in that moment. I might be 90% feminine, but later on, you know, if I go out in the day and something happens and somebody is, you know, being rude or threatening me, I'm going to tap into my 95%, you know, masculine in that moment. So I think it really just depends on the circumstances for me and like what's in front of me at, at the moment. But I think in general, my goal is to ultimately let the feminine energy be the more dominant energy because it just, it aligns better, you know, with females. Like it just feels better. It just feels better. Like I remember like, um, excuse me y'all, sorry about my throat. I remember like even in business and in work and in that space um, when I was leading from that more masculine space. So like leading from basically just logic, you know, and not intuition or just forcefulness instead of flow or like um, just this hardness instead of like softness. Like it really sent me to like a, a burnout type of space. Um, I really feel like when women burn out in business, it's because they're not, they haven't figured out how to like do business using that more feminine type of space. Like, would you guys agree with that? Or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't, well, I don't know. I can't say that because what I don't like, I don't like associating feminine energy with being you are submissive in ways, but I don't think submission is purely a feminine trait, if that makes sense. Like, so like, for instance, you know, when we say we have to go out in the world and be harder or um, 
or maybe be more aggressive and stern I don't think sternness is necessarily or when you have like your mind made up and you've kind of like you know set a boundary I don't like to say that's a masculine trait I think that's just like no boundary you know what I'm saying I don't think so either yeah so I think you could be feminine and assertive yeah okay assertive that's the word I was looking for um so I don't know I think I don't I wouldn't I don't know if burnout is like because women are in their masculine I'm not I'm not sure I can't really speak on that have you guys experienced being burned out I mean oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> but I think it was just from um, me just um well maybe maybe yeah for me like overworking and trying to do a lot like just for me trying to do everything um, I wasn't delegating my tasks correctly. So, right. possibly. Possibly that is a masculine thing. I got to think about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, masculine qualities kind of align with, like, structure and rules and logic and, you know, being direct and being, you know, aggressive and, and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, you know, there's a lot of boss bitches in this world. You know, Katara, I will put you in this category. And you have to tap into that type of space sometimes to get shit done. You just do. And you 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 have to tap into that space sometimes maybe to to get the respect maybe in some cases. Yeah. So in that case, yes, I would say like the burnout like okay for like two days out of the week are my admin days. So those are the days that I like schedule meetings with most of my clients. And most of my clients are men and it it can be a burnout because you have to fluctuate with okay I need to be feminine with this person. I have to be more masculine with this person. And the feminine, the, the femininity, 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 <laughs> that comes with, that comes with just showing your client, like, you can trust me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you can trust yeah. me. I got you. But you don't want to come off too soft. Right. You don't want to come off too mother-like because then it's like, okay, sometimes business doesn't get done that way. Like, Right. I have a client that I actually have to I have to act like his mother or their mother. I have a client where I have to be very, very passive aggressive and I have a client that I have to be like, look, this is what it is. So from a burnout standpoint, yes, it there is a burnout, like just switching those roles and trying to figure out, okay, what works for this person and what works for so it yeah, I can I can say yes, there is a there's def- I have experienced burnout from just switching the roles and given one person more of my masculine character than my feminine character mm. yeah it is, it's, it's draining it's it's, it's annoying sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like why am I doing this I don't want to do this yeah but yeah yeah so I um I kind of approach everything in life you know this is just me I'm a very spiritual person so I approach everything in life kind of from a, a a spiritual aspect and I think that also aligns with uh, feminine energy and feminine power because again it goes into that intuition and instincts. Intuition is a spiritual thing. Um, so I've, I've kind of been trying to train myself because I don't ever want to experience burnout again. Like it just does not align 
<laughs> it does not align with like my natural energy state, my most like high vibrational energy state. So as I think about how I want to approach work and and just life you know I'm thinking about how can I do this like in a way that it doesn't feel like such a force or it doesn't feel so you know it doesn't drain me it doesn't cause me stress and overwhelmness and you know sometimes even illness and you know all of that so because that again I watched my mom be that you know I watched my mom go through so much I watched her be angry overworked overwhelmed and it was because you know she was approaching things a certain type of way so now I really try to one lead with intuition and everything because for one I believe in working smarter not harder Mm -hmm. and I just feel like you know when we take a step back and just listen to our intuition about things rather than approaching it from a more like forceful logical place like you can kind of like skip the line on some things does that make sense like you can like circumvent some of the hard work by approaching things from a more intuitive type of space like does that make sense what I'm saying yeah absolutely I think um I think what I used to do, which used to keep me in, uh, I, I guess maybe a masculine or a toxic energy or whatever, it would be like, although the logic was there, I was ignoring my emotional side. So I'll keep going with what was logical and ignoring my emotional side, which ultimately like, it always kind of catches up. Like it's always gonna keep hitting me in my head. Like subconsciously, it's always gonna come back for me. So, um, I oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but what I was going to say was that emotion was valid. And I didn't know that because like my masculine side was like always thinking logically. So I would ignore my emotional side because um, I didn't think it was valid. And I think that comes with like tapping into your feminine side. It's just understanding that your emotions, regardless of what they are, regardless if it's not logical, it's valid. And it should be listened to. For sure. I agree with that. You have to validate your emotions. Because honestly, they're they're ultimately like, um, they're clues to like what's going on with you. Like, and if you're the type of person that you want to be more self-aware, you want to know what's going on with yourself. You want to know like why do I feel this way or why do I react this way or why do I think this way you do have to be able to tap into that more like patient low emotional side and you know figure those things out a major like pivotal point for me I think just a big thing for me was shifting from a go-getter mode to a receiving mode. Mm -hmm. I think that receptivity and being in a receiving mode is like golden. It is like so golden because it's a man's job to like go and get it. If you think about like the structure of of the traditional household, it's a man's job to go out and get it. You know what I'm saying? It's a woman's job to receive. 
what he's going out and getting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even down to our anatomy, you know, and our, the sexual act, like the men give and the women receive, you know. Um, and so when I started to just approach life in general and just decide I'm going to always be in receiving mode, meaning that my mindset is I was born to receive. <laughs> Like, I was created to receive. Receiving is, like, my natural state. Like, I'm comfortable receiving. Because can y'all agree with this? Like, were y'all ever uncomfortable with, like, receiving stuff from people in life? Absolutely. At any point? Yeah. It was, really, it was really, really hard for me. Like, I would not let nobody help me with anything. No, I don't need your money. I don't need no gifts from you. I don't want your help. I'm not going to ask you for no help. Like, I used to be a lot like that. But that has changed a lot. I'm See, not I'm like still, that at I'm all. still on my 90%. I'm still that way because <laughs> I don't expect anyone to give me anything because no one no one has ever given me anything. To no, but it's not, it's not expecting. So, it's just like, well, actually, I do expect it. It is. It is expectations because again it goes back to safety like I need to feel comfort comfort in a comfortable space to know that whatever you're going to give me I'm going to be okay with it like I'm not going to just sit down and okay this person is going to give me and I don't know what they're going to give me they never gave me anything before what they give me it might not it, it might not be what I need or what I want so I, I can't receive. I'm, I, I've, well, that's, I've never that's been in this That's when you've got to be okay of just saying, no, I don't want that. This is what I want. And then the, and is their job to go and get it. And see, that's the problem for me because I don't feel like I have to tell anybody what I need or what I want. I feel like if the person wants to give, they should they should already know. And maybe that's a problem, but yeah. I don't, I don't. And that's one of the problems that I have had in past relationships. But what do you you're not telling me I've told you you might not understand it but why do I have to tell you what what I want what I need and that's that's what a, the comfortability level like for me it is it, down like I shouldn't have to tell you if I'm in a relationship I shouldn't have to tell you what to give me I shouldn't have to tell you what to bring to this relationship if you know me if you know you know what we need or what the relationship need well maybe and, they don't know you as well as you you know, maybe you have to right. tell them certain things so that they can know you. And eventually, maybe down the line, they'll start to get it. Like, you know, you got to put them through some training. You'd be like, hey, I like this, I'm like this. And no, I don't like that. And you're going to keep, you're going to do it right until you bring me what I want. Or I'm not going to be, you know, that's not going to do it for me. That's not, not that, that's not the quality or the level which in which I like to receive. So you do have to be vocal and expressive and that's a part of you know being feminine is expressive of you know what you want and how you want it if anything i agree i agree i'm not expressive though (laughs) i'm not expressive i'm not i'm not the most expressive affectionate person so it really really you're you're affectionate with us Cause it's and a safe space. Like com- Again, it goes back to it goes back to safety and comfort levels. Yeah, yeah, I see. yeah. So Qatar, or cat, sorry. It's fine. <laughs> um, let's say a person was trying to give you something that you did want or need. Are you comfortable receiving it? My response or my reaction is, "What do you want 
from that? Why are you doing this? What do you want from me? Because I've always just felt like some everyone wants something from me. Like no one just gives just to give. And that's just from my personal experience. No one has ever gave me anything just to give. They're all someone's always looking for something in return. So, I mean, it could be it could be love. It could be maybe it could be something that pulled me into that feminine, but I I just don't see it. I'm not I don't I don't feel comfort enough to see it. Mm-hmm. So ultimately you do feel uncomfortable receiving. Do you feel like um do you feel like you want to get to a place where you can receive and it feels natural have, and comfortable? I and have been in that space before. Um, I have been in that space before outside of my friends, outside of you guys. Um, but I've only, I've been there before and it feels great. It's amazing. But I don't think, I don't think with the trauma that it came with or that, that there are the results of it, I guess. I don't know. I don't think I could ever go. It's going to take a lot for me to go back into that space. Yeah, that's true. Cause sometimes with who you're receiving from, you know, it do come with some stuff, and that that's a good point. I think overall, for me, like when I when I'm being cognizant of being in receptive mode, I'm looking at it from a a very like high space, like almost godly space. Like God will give me everything that I want like God is my ultimate provider and it may come through different channels and sources so it may not come through a man it may not come through a job it may not come through a friend but I try not to even worry about whether where it's going to come from or how it's going to come you know I just I just posture and position myself to receive the reason why is because I do feel like going through life it was a lot of effort 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 trying 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 working 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 forcing 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 and ultimately I was getting very little in return in general so I feel like opening yourself up energetically to just just deciding like I'm in receiving mode I'm comfortable with receiving I'm okay with receiving that is part of what I'm here for is to receive. I was created as a female. I was created with the intention to be, you know, to lead with my feminine energy. So that means that it's part of my purpose in life to receive. Like, that's just how I think now. And since I decided to make that shift, I do receive more and I don't have to work as hard for it. You know what I'm saying? And I think ultimately that's really the biggest benefit of being able to tap into feminine energy. It doesn't really boil, in my opinion, it doesn't really boil down to, you know, wearing girly clothes or, you know, certain colors. Yes, that's part of it. But the reality of it is it's it's more of a spiritual principle thing. It's like being able to receive more without working as hard for it being able to you know know not to make this step and to make this step because your intuition and you could have avoided yourself a great deal of mess you know being able to tap into your creativity oh so for the both of you i think that when you are in your creative space 
that is really when your feminine energy is like truly truly flourishing like can y'all feel a difference from like Katara you for example like when you're working and you're being like in your boss mode like what is that compared to being in your creative space like how does that feel differently like energetically because that's probably the closest thing for you Katara to like align with your feminine energy is when you are in that creative space like do you can you feel the difference of those two you know what I'm saying um I no kind of no only because it's like okay so as a creator you know dance choreography it's still like it's still it's still structure it's still I don't know I don't really know I feel like they're the same because I'm like I said I'm still I'm still creating a structure I'm still creating a space for me to no one's giving me anything I'm giving no. <laughs> I'm giving I'm well, giving you are giving, giving. you are giving life to something and giving life to something is a feminine energy it's a feminine thing to bring something from nothing to life so when you are creating it is a feminine space that you're operating out of because the whole act of bringing something to life is feminine mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah, it makes sense. I'm just trying to like think of the process of me. Like I'm I'm thinking about like me choreographing the show, right? So I'm choreographing the show, but it's still like the the structure of like you don't really see it until the show. You don't see what you're creating until the actual show because all the trial and error that you have to go through creating that space. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you know what kind of just came to me as you were talking. So I think, Katara, because you are still in that 90%, like, even when you're being creative, it's from, like, a boss mode type of space. So, do you have moments where you're just being creative just to be creative? Yeah. When I'm by myself, that's my safe space. I'm by myself, and I can just create, yeah. But I don't share it. Sometimes I don't share. I don't share those ideas. I don't share those things. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I just write it down, and you know, I'll go back to it when I'm ready to share. So yeah. I would say, yeah, in that sense, that's probably you know more. That's, that probably would fall into the ten percent. Me, in my creative space, I'm I'm writing it down. I'm keeping it to myself because it's sacred. It's no one could. No one could damage it. No one could you know do anything with it it's mine right 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 so there it is i mean that your 10 percent is is expressed in those sacred creative moments um Hello, I know you had wanted to kind of touch on like dark feminine energy, which is something that I'm a little familiar with, but not to a great extent. Like, can you tell us what like dark feminine energy is? So, I mean, I said dark feminine energy, but I was really more so, I meant like the negative side of feminine energy. So just like there is a toxic masculine, there's also a toxic feminine, right? Um, so I kind of just wanted to, I guess, talk about that and the where I got that whole 
um, idea from is I, I was reading this book. And it was a while ago. I was reading this book called The Return of the Divine Sophia. Mm-hmm. And um, have you guys ever heard of like the goddess Sophia? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So well, the goddess Sophia, like I think she's mentioned in the Bible a few times, and she's also like in the Jewish Bible of I guess the Quran and and other Gnostic type of like religion. So she is mentioned throughout different religions, but she's kind of like um, the counterpart of Jesus and or like um, what Isis could be, I guess. Um, but anyways, I'll just read a little part of this book. It talks about the positive and feminine. So I'll read first what the feminine, the positive fem- feminine um, energy is. So it says, the positive feminine path is one of wisdom and love. It is a path that connects us to spirit directly. The person who sits at the center of her own being and receives gnosis, gnosis, I don't know. It is a direct connection to the source through knowing, feeling, intuition, receiving, and wisdom. She is the wise one who is able to see, hear, feel, and know the divine. This archetype is of Sophia or Isis, the goddess of wisdom. She is the life giver who opens up. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. She is the life giver who opens us up to the heart and has the power to embody the totality of creation herself. So that would be the definition of the positive feminine, feminine, feminine side. Um, And then it says the negative aspect of women usually emerges when the positive creative expression is blocked. This is the path of gossip, jealousy, and neediness. It is also the misuse of sexual power to manipulate and deceive. Women who do not get to express their positive attributes directly, they fall into using their negative ones. They say we can see this in history when women are given no choice in a world where men had all the power and basically they have to use like their sexual side to manipulate, um, con and um, basically get, she must do it through one thing that men want most her sexuality. So I don't think we really talk about like, it's one thing to be like sexual and, and sexual sex positive it's another to maybe use your sexuality or your feminine ways to manipulate and get what you want. So that would be like the negative <coughs> aspect of, um, of femininity. And it also says here, which is interesting, um, it says, because I don't want to read this whole book. Um, so... Actually, no, because then I would have to read the whole thing. But it just talks about, you know, being controlling and and being controlled. And also, like, when you do that, you could sometimes leave men resentful and manipulated, which kind of just starts a cycle of making men hop into their toxic masculinity. So it's an interesting book, but I thought it was, like, you know, important since we're talking about femininity to bring up also the negative aspects of feminine and they talk about masculine too the 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 positive masculine and the um toxic masculine energy so it's funny the so the the negative feminine energy i i would describe it as masculine well no um because of the control that control 
I think that control is masculine. That's just me. I just yeah. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that you know, in a very patriarchal, I don't know if I'm using the right word, world that we live in, we were kind of left with no choice, right? But to start moving that way because again when it comes to control we were forced to tap into like having control because control was kind of taken away from us you know Mm -hmm. in a world where like men kind of lead everything so it's like we're not animals like we're people too so we just had to kind of adapt and use what we got to get what we want or what we need Ultimately, I don't agree with being like toxic and manipulative and all of that, but I agree with doing what the hell you got to do to survive. Yeah, but I think like as you get older and I think when you really do hop into that feminine space and you realize it's not even it's not a necessity to even use those tactics anymore, especially when you are capable, like you don't have to use your sexuality to get what you want unless like unless you really, really fucking have to. But if you have other ways, you know what I'm saying? Like if you have other ways, but you just use that as an easy way, then I feel like that is that is more so on the lower vibrational side of your feminine energy. Like you don't have to do that shit, but you choose to because it's easier for you. Um, Because you, you you wouldn't want to just tap into your more, I guess, high vibrational feminine energy, which is tell them what you want. You don't have to fuck them. You don't have to give them anything. You don't have to do any of that. Like it's either yes or no. If you don't want to give it to me, fine. Maybe somebody else will, or I'll get it on my own. Like, that doesn't mean that you have to use your body to, you know, get what you right. want. So would you say that it's more negative if they are self-aware or more like self-conscious of like what they're doing or what they can get? Or do you think it just is just a masculine trait? It's when it's it's when it becomes manipulative. Like yeah. it depends on your intention. Like it really just depend on your intention because we know the power we have. Like we could think back to historical figures that you know, it's very powerful women, your Cleopatra's, like who else? Oh yeah, Cleopatra really... definitely used her, <laughs> her dark feminine to get what she wanted. She knew that. Like what was the situation with Cleopatra? Like she, did she send like, somebody went to war? Like what happened? So she slept with, so <laughs> she slept with um, Caesar to try to, I guess, merge the, merge Rome and, and, Egypt I guess so that you know the they could have like equal power or some shit like that but then she all and I think Caesar already had a wife if I'm I think he already had a wife or was that the other guy that she married because she married somebody who already had a wife and was like bitch I don't care <laughs> like I don't care I'm gonna sleep with this man to get what I want he's gonna give me what I want so she slept with him basically just to get what she wanted although he was already married so your girl Shara said, why try to play fair in an unfair world? Um, when the rules are rigged. So I so feel why, like if you oh. truly believe in your power to manifest and to create, then basically if you're if you're already coming from a spiritual higher vibrational standpoint, then the rules of this earth does not even 
it doesn't apply to you. If you're truly operating from that space, if you're truly operating from a space of spirituality and, um, you know, manifestation, then the unfair rules of this world does not, you can't even breathe life into that because then you're living in an earthly world and then manifestation shouldn't even work for you. It shouldn't be real. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So I want to like move into a space where like if there are people who are listening that are curious as to how they could start, you know, applying the concept of feminine energy. For me, the reason why I even study this subject, the reason why I even pay attention to it, the reason why it's even a thing for me is because I do want to live a more pleasant, enjoyable life, ultimately. So acknowledging that that power is there for my use and not like using it to the way that, you know, could benefit my life, you know, that's just not what I want to do no more. I did that for a long time. So if I could offer any advice to women, and we're not talking about femininity just to get a man. We're not talking about feminine energy just to get a man. Like, can you use feminine energy to get a man? Yes. Um, I was not successful at that for a long time. Because <laughs> I wasn't that feminine. But, okay, so before I even go into that next thing, let me ask this question. How do y'all think y'all's feminine energy or lack thereof has affected your intimate relationships? Who? I don't know who listening to this, so I'm gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> um. Well, you know, for me. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kat. Go, go, ahead, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go, go, go. No, go. no, you started. Go, go. So it's really hard. It just goes back to security. <laughs> it really like I I really want to be in that space where you know I can be feminine. Like I want to be in that space, and I can say like just relocating back home, uh, just being around like my god kids and just seeing my family is like dang. Like you know maybe I should like pipe down a little bit and kind of like live more in the moment because I also feel like that that that's also a feminine power just living in that moment mm-hmm. Contro- like planning every like I plan everything to the T like everything has to go exactly how it goes how I want it to go how it should go and that's a power of control that's mm-hmm. a power of just planning and living living in the unknown because you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow but I have tomorrow planned out I have <laughs> I have Tuesday Wednesday Thursday I have I have the whole month planned out but Again, that goes back to that <coughs> control and that masculine, like, no, it has to go this way versus just living in that moment. And it's really, it's just really hard. Like 2023, it's hard to be feminine in a intimate space because I, I, I mean, I don't want to use this <coughs> platform to, you know, talk bad about men. I can only share my experience, but a lot of men are not putting us in that safe space and I would say females too like I have a lot of trauma with women so a lot of women also they they don't create that safe space for you to even be feminine like I moved when I moved I went to school in Georgia I went to all women's college 
I went to all women's college because of my trauma with women. Like I could not stand being around women. And that goes, that goes back to the trauma that I've experienced, like just growing up. And I went there and I've learned like, okay, you can, you know, there are, you know, there are good people out there. There's good men and good women out there. And it allowed me, it actually allowed me to open up and be a little bit more feminine and take care of myself a little better. But then it's like, when you get back into life and reality, it's just those ones that just test you and put you back into that 90% where, okay, no, F this. I gotta be, I gotta be strong. I gotta control everything because can't you just you just can't let your guard down so it, it, it's it's a challenge just in the intimacy level whether it's a man or a woman mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. makes sense um for me in in relationships I think um when I first meet a man or guys in general I think I'm very feminine and I'm feminine in the way in which I am not needy at all. I am not, like, I'm not looking for them, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I'm not pressed. I am damn near almost like, if they want me, they'll come and get me and they have to show me that for me to even entertain them. So upon like me getting into relationships, I'm, I'm more feminine than, um, when I guess maybe I'm leading into when the, when the relationship gets a little bit deeper because what happens when I get deeper into a relationship and let's just say they hurt me in any type of way um, maybe a wall a little wall goes up and then I start expressing myself a little bit less and then I start being I start being a little bit more masculine just to protect myself like Kat says so I think initially I always start out very feminine I'm very vulnerable I'm open until you know I start um getting mistreated or I start feeling like I can't be myself or whatever I need to be with this person and what I'm learning is that the first time that happens I probably need to bounce because I could probably never get back to that safe space safe very safe and soft space that I kind of want to be and operate in um so like now as I'm learning how to use my feminine energy like I know that I can't, if I can't be feminine with you, if I can't feel safe with you, then most likely I don't need to be mm-hmm. in a relationship with you. Um, but it took me a long time because I, <clears throat> I would fight that. I would, like, my logic would kick in. I'd be like, well, you know, they're human and things happen and this and that. And I try to reason my, I, I try to reason my way in, into continuing the relationship instead of, being more in my emotional side and realizing no that hurt me that's fucked up and I shouldn't have to deal with that um so like now I kind of give that feminine energy to myself and I just listen to how I feel and my emotions and if it don't feel right then bounce or like end it you know what I'm saying right 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 for sure and same thing like you guys said like um well for me, the first tier of that was, you know, my upbringing in my home, you know, being raised by a woman who was very masculine out of necessity. But then on top of that, you know, I had a very long relationship, um, a 12 year on and off relationship that was extremely traumatic and extremely toxic. 
um and that definitely created a masculine beast so (laughs) I then you know was going out in the world you know trying to like date and stuff and was really and I hate to say it but guys I met some really amazing guys like in my dating life and I feel as I look back I'm like dang I fucked that up like I literally ran like these amazingly eligible bachelor men (laughs) off with my masculine nature and I was unaware of it that's the fucked up part I was unaware of it you know I was unaware of how I was presenting and that's repulsive to a masculine man but I feel like that's okay like the so the the relationship that I was in where I was where I, I feel like I tapped into my femininity. I'm probably fucking that word up. But I was very, I had walls up. And I feel like if a man, or let me let me not let me not put this on men. If a if a person that you meet or friendship, um, job, male situation, whatever it is, if they have the patience to actually understand you, because why we have to be feminine and understanding all the time. You get what I'm saying? If they have the patience and to understand you so that they can get you into that comfortable and feminine space, then then what's wrong with that? I would I would I would rather be in that relationship. Someone who actually took the time out to say, look, it's okay. Like I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to bring you no more trauma. I'm here for you. This is, I want you to, you know, do whatever is it, what is that you want to do versus me going in feminine. And then I've developed all these feelings. And now it's hard for me to get away from this because I'm back. I'm, I'm so stuck on being this feminine person and understanding person, but this person is continuing to hurt me and continue to repeat the, the, the site, the, the, the trauma, the cycles or whatever it is, the negative cycles that they that they're doing but it's like you know she she ain't really like that she really not gonna do anything she gonna always be here because I know her I know her soft side I know how to get to her versus trying to actually get to know me and understand me and have that patience to allow me to trust them so that I can build that comfortability level well friend if someone continuously hurts you right and you've made them aware of this and they have done nothing to change or alter then it's probably like your responsibility at that point to kind of like decide to walk away because it's not serving you but what i'm saying is they've already they've already mastered that feminine side of you so they already know how to manipulate you to you, does that make sense? What I'm yeah, to? but you. Because I feel but like that's, that's a part of intuition. Like, how... like you know, if you know someone's using, because we we've been there. Like you, yeah. you know, when men are, they know what to do because they know how to manipulate you to like kind of stay. You know what I'm saying? Because they know what you like, but that is manipulation. Like you know, it's manipulation. So if right. you're like, hey, I know you're manipulating me, then you you're like you're aware. You're aware that you're being manipulated. So that in itself is like, all right, nah, like you gotta walk away because you know they're, you know they're manipulating you. Right, of course. But <laughs> so what I'm saying is, it's okay. I feel like it's okay to be, to not go into something new, feminine. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's okay to still have that masculine trait. I think, I think, I think you should probably like if if you are not open to being somewhat vulnerable at the beginning 
and just like kind of start with a blank slate you don't have to be too masculine you don't have to be too feminine right Mm -hmm. but kind of like go in it with the idea of giving them trust and if they betray that then you know that you can't give them that you know what i'm saying yeah because you don't want to go with walls up and making it hard and they're like well you're not even you're not even you're kind of punishing me for something somebody else has done and i haven't done anything to you and you want a man to be in his feminine space so that he can kind of understand you but you're not even in your feminine space but you want like an actual masculine man to be feminine but you don't want to be feminine you see what i'm saying if that makes I don't, sense. Want, I don't want him to be feminine. But but if you're actually <laughs> no, just, to be I'm patient just, and understanding yes, yes, and yes. emotionally aware, that's somewhat of a feminine thing. Like he has yeah. to kind of tap into <clears throat> his calm and patient and understanding and feminine side so that he can give you space and vulnerability. Like you're asking him to like, you know what I'm saying, kind of be feminine. But I feel like that's when most men are feminine, when you are giving them that masculine energy. Yeah, because it, it ultimately that's when they are out. feminine. When so you're giving if them they that stay, ma- if they stay and play, <laughs> they are, and you're presenting as more masculine. They are going to present as more feminine because that's going to be the natural balance of that situation right. to balance to balance it. So more so, what I was saying is when I was going into like entering back into that dating space, you know, you have that initial window of opportunity to make a good impression on somebody and for a masculine man which I prefer a masculine man that is in touch with some of his feminine side but still is majority masculine um if you present yourself in that initial window of opportunity as more masculine that's going to push them away like they're you're not going to have that opportunity to go further for them to like peel back those layers and see like oh she really is really soft no that person's just going to move on to a more feminine woman you know because people don't be wanting to do all that work you know that's why it's important it might he might not but I mean, it, it, it depends on it depends, it depends on, on the how it's it depends on how it's delivered and it depends on how it's received. So, yeah. like, I'm not saying like, okay, this the we're talk I'm talking to someone and you know they know they we've we've learned what each other likes and they they deliver and I'm just like no 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying like it's okay to I guess go back and set those boundaries. Like, okay. This is not what I asked for, so you need to either fix it or, you know, do it right or don't do it at all. So it's it's that's I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's okay to set those boundaries and be a little masculine in the beginning. Oh, absolutely. I don't think boundaries is masculine, but yeah, I do agree. Like right. you, I, I do agree of setting boundaries at the beginning so they don't get you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Because if I, you <laughs> super feminine, okay. I, my my one of one of relationships, I was super feminine because I wanted a relationship. I wanted a family. Okay, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make this work. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and then it wasn't working out. But this person has gotten so tapped into my feminine side. They know how to how to get to me. Like regardless of how masculine or how how, how high this wall that I built they still know how to tap into me because they know so they've already tapped into my feminist. They already feminine. So they know how to get to me regardless how masculine I am. 
Yeah. I think it's important to like notate the like the differences between like healthy feminine and unhealthy feminine and healthy masculine and unhealthy masculine. healthy masculine and unhealthy masculine because the reality is you can come into a situation very vulnerable very you know feminine very soft very receptive but if you're dealing with a masculine man who is not healthy and toxic he's gonna just exploit that right you know what I'm saying exactly and so so because I feel like we have to tap in because there's femininity and there's like all these different aspects of being feminine but I feel like like the divine feminine will also be able to be soft and also assertive so that so she can have her boundaries still get what she wants but not be manipulated and used by that you know what I'm saying so like I would like to operate in in a space of divine femininity where I'm still using my intuition and my feelings and my emotions and I like to be soft and receptive but I'm not going to be manipulated and played right yeah Yeah. And masculine is is also because I feel like maybe when I was speaking earlier, I'm thinking like, okay, masculine is like negative. Masculine is not it's no. not negative. It's just like it's a stronger. Negative. I think it's just strong. So if a gentleman, he can still be feminine and masculine. He can still be romantic, but masculine. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm gonna set this date up for her. This is what we're gonna do. That's that's him taking control of the date. That's right. masculine, but him delivering what I want and my needs that's the feminine touch of it so I just wanted right. to just kind of reiterate that yeah it's definitely not like a matter of good and bad you know like you said masculine doesn't necessarily equal bad even though when you think about masculine you think about like you know harshness not harshness but like violence and force and stuff like that that you know but in the grand scheme of things masculine does not mean right bad and again it really all boils back to the balance like men need to balance their masculine and feminine energies and women need to balance their masculine and masculine and feminine energies even when it comes to like emotionalism like it's okay for a woman to be emotional but we also need to have emotional intelligence you know so that we know how to manage our emotions emotions and use them in a way that really works for us but um so to kind of close out I wanted to leave our audience like with again my journey to like learn about feminine energy was all because I wanted to like enhance my life I wanted my life to align with more ease and leisure I wanted it to feel better I wanted to you know feel closer to me feel closer to home like align more with myself and just have a more enjoyable life so I want to leave you guys with like a couple of I guess um practical tips on how to start tapping into your feminine energy and using it to um I guess become or just have a, a, a better more enjoyable feel good life So, um, and this is kind of like going to be a little contrary to the whole trying and doing, which is what we're kind of taught. Again, being in a masculine world, we're kind of taught that you got to go and get it and do it and da, 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 da. But might I suggest some of these other things? So the first thing I would say is to just learn how to be 
And what I mean by learning how to be is just like getting really comfortable with one, knowing who you are and just being able to like be with yourself, like not needing anything, not needing to like do something to feel validated or to like, you know, basically to do or become something to feel validated or to feel good about yourself or, you know, anything like that. Just learning how to be so that you can embody like the highest potential for yourself and you can get familiar with just not needing anything to just be okay. Also, I want to say healing. Healing, 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 healing. Healing is so freaking important. And healing does align with um, tapping into feminine energy because how can you be soft if you're not healed? Like, how can you you know express yourself in a healthy way if you're not healed like how can you really allow your creativity to flow the way it was intended to flow if you're not healed like how can you allow yourself to have this light and playful energy about yourself if you're not healed and you're carrying around all of this heaviness and can we say can we say aware instead of soft because (laughs) when you said it, it kind of triggered, it it touched a trigger point for any men that are listening because when we talk about therapy and it's like, oh, men can't go to therapy because they they are soft. But let's let's say aware, let's let's try to encourage therapy and like self-awareness. Well, I would would say maybe we could say both. We could say awareness and softness because I do feel like men do need to learn how to tap into their soft side because guess what? When you dealing with me, I need you to be soft with me, baby. When you're dealing with (laughs) our children, I need you to be soft with our children. You know what I'm saying? When you're talking to my mother and my grandmother, I need you to be soft in tone and presentation. So I do feel like men need to learn softness for themselves, you know? So maybe we could say both, but that's just, that's my outlook. I don't know. But I appreciate that, that, you know, because some men may not want to ever align with softness, but the reality is, you know, again, that goes into that balancing, like knowing when to bring out different sides of yourself, but it's an element of healing that's going to even allow a man to be okay with his soft side because they were not taught to be soft. They were taught that softness is weakness and it's not. So, it is an element of healing that just, you know, would even make that okay for a man. But yes, awareness, definitely. Um, again, so number three, going back to receiving, like really start to practice being comfortable with receiving. Um, I think that's a big one because I feel like the way like God works in the universe works like the more comfortable with receiving you are the more you will receive that's just what I believe um and I think that if you don't know that to be true try it so try it like just position yourself just make up your mind and decide like I am in receptive mode 
I'm comfortable receiving saying it to yourself affirmations and just try it and see you know how things may actually change in your life you know in terms of you might actually start receiving more with less effort also allowing um which kind of goes hand in hand with receiving it's like allowing is basically stepping aside and trusting life to look after you trusting god to look after you you know um trying not to stress over and control everything like just kind of being in flow um taking a step back taking a guidance from um taking guidance from god taking guidance from nature um and just allowing you know just allowing if that makes sense and can i add one thing as far as like maybe something we haven't really like touched on but i think it's very important when it comes to femininity and feminine energy is like community and friendships and I think mm-hmm. at the highest act of our feminine being and our feminine essence, we are nurturers and we care mm-hmm. about community. We care about our children. We care about the state of the earth and the world and nurturing that and giving life into, you know, our kids and our friends and just a community of women. So like, right. I, I feel like it's very hard sometimes for women to have women friends, but I feel like at the height of femininity, we should all be able to look out for each other. Like mm-hmm. if men did yeah. not exist and if an opposite of like, I feel like competition within feminine or female friendships is is the downfall of friendships, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, of women and their friendships because competition is a masculine trait. Yeah. We should never be in competition with each other. We yeah. should never be trying to outdo or trying to get this man before this woman because we should never be in competition we are in the receiving state so if somebody wants to come get us they will come and get us but i'm never going after a man i'm never going to backstab my friend for a man i'm never going to do any of that because that is not of the highest feminine energy so i feel like we really need to start becoming if we are going to tap into our femininity is to understand that we need to like be the safe space for other women you know what i'm saying like yeah not only just you know for men or for ourselves we have to be like nurturing and caring to other women in our circle you know what i'm saying and and be the safety like you know what i'm saying because it it sucks that like women say we can't trust other women because it shouldn't be like that that's a masculine thing we should be able to trust each other and know that we're going to look out for each other if if anything happens. You know right. like, I just had a conversation, not to prolong this. I know we she's, we were saying that this was the closing, but um, I just had a conversation with a young lady and she was upset. Like, this is why I don't have female friends, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know, everyone says that. We all understand the trauma and the trauma, it, it comes from our first friends are our sisters, our cousins, our mothers. Mm-hmm. So all that trauma comes from, I would say it comes from childhood, it comes from schools. But I promote I promote it as much as I can, or have as much trauma as I've experienced, I still try to promote it because everyone is not that person that you've experienced it with. And I feel like if you continue to, you know, promote the positive side, side of it, then, you know, eventually, women will catch on and you know and and gravitate to it so 
I definitely, definitely believe it as much as we can because if we can, it's just like that um, that meme page, Justin L.A. Boy. I don't know if I'm supposed to say his name, but anyways, um, he posts stuff like, um, he'll post something like, oh, my baby daddy ain't this, but he brought me, he brought me, what, some food the other day. And then somebody who don't even have a baby daddy would <laughs> comment and be like, I, you know, like comment, like make themselves feel a part of it. And that goes back to, okay, he's promoting the negative and he's making people feel a part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I continue to promote like women's circle is very, very, very important because men gonna always have each other's back regardless of what and to like just think about it if there's a man between any woman the man is the man don't care at the end of the day that's between you and them they don't care how they don't care nothing they did what they had to do they going about their business but then you got these two broken women who are left with more trauma so I just want women to just understand and that's one of the reasons why we created this platform is you know to to continue to thrive and just show you know like the positivity and the female and women feminine energy the feminine energy the power of the feminine energy like being there for each other trusting each other and it's okay to have female friends I'm gonna continue to promote that we should definitely feel safe even if it's a woman you don't know like we should right. start being like we should it should be okay for you to be like I don't know her but I wouldn't want her to be done like that because I wouldn't that wouldn't wouldn't want that to be done exactly. to me yeah. type of thing. so like even though if like she ain't my bitch like that but I still I, I would never want her to be done like that because I would hope if it were if the tables were turned she wouldn't want me to be done like that type of type yeah. of like right. so i feel like that's really having each other's back even right. if you don't really know her even if she's not your best friend like we should operate and i feel like that's the highest form of femininity is like operating from a space of nurturing even when you know they're not your best friend you know what i'm saying or they're right. not your closest companion because in in all the act of being feminine is to care and it's to nurture regardless of the relationship if anyone's listening definitely compliment i'm gonna give you guys a task compliment (laughs) five women this week or actually just try to compliment five women every day you see somebody girl your shoes are cute oh my god i like your earrings they're gonna look at you funny because we're not used to it but I think that's where it should start. Yeah. I get all the time. I love it. And I was giving the love back. Like, yes, girl, thank you. And I love the shoes. And the shoes. <laughs> but you'll be surprised like how many women be like, what? Huh? Like, girl, I'm just telling you that your shoes are cute. Relax. Calm down. Oh. Yes. And then they like, oh, okay, thank you. So it's, it's, it, we have to do our job. Is it? We have to do our job as women. And regardless how long it takes, we just got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. I agree with that. And that actually does align with the next two points I was going to make. So you guys are like right on the money. Whew, and I'm out of breath. I just ran upstairs to tell Aiden to be a little quiet. But um, my next points were connect and collaborate, which is basically what you guys just said for sure. So being connected with the right people, the right circumstances, the right opportunities, being in the right place at the right time for your soul to flourish like and collaborating for sure so 
being able to bring out the best in each other, um, being around people that you can trust. So all of that, you guys really just covered it. And then the very last thing I have is to give, like give of yourself gracefully, effortlessly, joyfully. It just really invokes a lot of internal love and power and energy and um, giving and receiving go hand in hand. So we are natural givers. I think we have to learn to give, but also, you know, not over give to the point where we're like depleting ourselves, but just finding a healthy relationship with giving. So those would be my tips to stepping into your feminine power, your feminine energy. And yeah, was there any final remarks you guys had? That is it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. We really hope that you guys took away something from this. We all just, you know, bared our souls and just really gave you the real and the raw about, you know, what's what's good and what's bad about, you know, or I won't say what's good and what's bad, but maybe what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right. And also just like Tara said, self-awareness. So important. So important to be aware of who you are, what you got going on on the inside. And um, yeah, hopefully this episode helps somebody out. And until next time, keep thriving. Bye. Bye.